You're listening to the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, where we look inside the most innovative companies creating exciting new jobs. I'm your host, Reggie James, and I've worked with many startups, three I co-founded, two that scaled to employ hundreds of people. On the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, we're getting candid stories and trusted career advice from CEOs, CTOs, and product leaders who are building amazing teams right now. Want to learn how to stand out and be noticed by some of the top tech companies worldwide? Hang with me as I uncover the secrets of their success. Today, we're joined on the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast by Michael Roger, who is a former McKinsey associate partner and leader in McKinsey's data and artificial intelligence practice turned prop tech startup founder. Welcome to the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, Michael. Hey, thanks for having me, mate. Awesome. Now, you guys certainly sprinted fast. Your prop tech, I believe, within two years, you've raised 10 million Australian. You're already a global company. You're helping your customers beat the market with 170 you know, percent high capital gains and 80 percent rental growth. Uh, you're saving 99 percent of the time it takes to buy an investment property. Uh, also exciting, you've been named as a finalist in PropTech Association Australia's 2023 awards for most innovative startup in data analytics, insights, and AI. Michael, there's a lot there to love about Prop Hero. Well, uh, thanks a lot for this. I think we've been very, very fortunate over the past uh, two years that, yeah, things have been going uh, pretty well, yes. So yeah, honestly, like, we couldn't be happier, yeah. Fantastic. Can you tell us, wh- what is Prop Hero? So Prop Hero, in short, we are replacing buyer's agents and property wealth managers. And what Prop Hero is, is a platform to help you build property wealth. So we are your digital uh, property wealth manager for life. And on our platform, what you can do is buy super high return and low risk uh, investment properties completely digitally. You can access all your property related services in our marketplace. So think about uh, home loan, home insurance, property management, renovation, et cetera. And also you can track how your wealth is growing over time and get personalized data-driven recommendations on how to keep building your wealth over time. Fantastic. That's super exciting. And I've had so much fun looking into you guys. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a massive fanboy now after looking into <laughs> what you guys do. I, wanna, I wonder, how did you get the idea for Prop Hero? So three years ago, as you were saying, so I was an employee. Uh, I, was, uh, I was a consultant specialized in strategy, data, and AI. I had a little bit of savings, but no time. So I wanted to invest my savings right across like shares, ETFs, gold, uh, and real estate. And um, buying shares, cryptos, everything is so easy today, right? Just have an app. It's so easy, so clear, so transparent. It's fine. Buying property, I hired buyer's agents and the process was a nightmare. Uh, Everything was based on gut feeling. Everything was manual. Everything was so time consuming. And you could tell, you know, that there were like some issues with the values of some of the people in the industry. And I thought, well, Terrible experience, but great business idea. Let's uh, reinvent how we can help people invest in property. And that's how I saw I left my job, uh, started alone on my couch one Monday morning, uh, quickly found my co-founder, and here we are two years later. That's really exciting. And I want to I talk about your journey in a little bit here, but I want to ask you a little bit more about Prop Hero, and then I want to talk about your journey a little bit. Um, so it's clear that the market is receiving you well. I'm, I'm curious to know, 
How is Prop Hero disrupting the status quo in the property investing industry? And you've already kind of mentioned a few kind of roles that you guys are, are disrupting, but can you tell us how are you yeah. disrupting things? How are you innovating yeah. in that space? Yeah. So I think it's uh, it stays into uh, three words, uh, product, data, and global. So products, you know, like, uh, so this industry is very much like transaction based, right? And very manual. And through our platform, you can do everything digitally, which saves you so much time and makes the process of building a portfolio so enjoyable that really like it changes, it's night and day compared to like the terrible experience of just like buying one property after the other for yourself. And quick fact, only 10% of Australian investors have more than one property. Why? Either because they made bad deals or because it's just like too painful to do it, right? So uh, product is like a massive uh, aspect of our company. Second is data. So you've talked about my background in data and AI. Uh, so we have our own uh, predictive models to know where to buy and what to buy and when. And well, we've honestly, like, uh, uh, we've, we've performed extremely well since we launched. So uh, last year, the property market went down in Australia by 4%. Our properties went up by 11%. And it's CBS wow, saying incredible. it, right? So it's CBS saying it. It's not proper, it's CBS saying it, right? Uh, and the year before was the same, right? And actually, and actually even better. So, um, so yeah, like we're using data to help our clients outperform the market and minimize risk. And final thing is, uh, is global. You know, so it's a very like local industry, like people buy in their own backyard, but we think it doesn't make sense, right? Where you live is very unlikely to be the best place where to invest, right? It's very unlikely, right? And so very early on, we opened Europe. Uh, well, I can make, actually, you are the fun. I make a big announcement. Last week, we opened Indonesia, our third country. Uh, Congratulations. It's not, uh, it doesn't look visual uh, until right now, but okay, look, uh, you, you have like the uh, exclusivity on that. And overnight, we opened it to some of our clients and we sold everything in two hours, actually, just because the market is so attractive. And so I think yeah, like we really want to see that as a global company because we think that you should be able to buy investment property that outperform the markets anywhere around the globe in a very simple way, in short. Wow, that's that's incredible. And uh, everyone, if you're listening, you heard it here first on the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, Prop Hero Indonesia. Um, way to go, you can fantastic invest in Bali. news. You can invest in that now. That's exciting. That's very exciting. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us today. Before we move into your story a little bit more, you, you talked about product and um, I'm curious to know with the product that you develop, what, what role does experimentation play as you develop your product? You know, how are you experimenting and, and kind of iterating innovation? You know, how, how does that work in, in Prop Hero? So uh, I've spent the past 10 years uh, applying like agile methodologies to everything that I do. We have like the MVP mindset at heart. And um, well, the first version of Prop Hero I was so ashamed of it, but I think, okay, you should be ashamed of your MVP, right? But I can tell you like every time I would send the link to clients, I would be so ashamed of it. And I couldn't wait for the product to get better and better. And even today, I'm not ashamed, right? But okay, like I see so many opportunities, but I think it's fine. So uh, the way we do, right, is uh, so traditional agile methodologies and with like um, a, a cadence and a way to deliver products, not in, in a waterfall way. What I think is so exciting is that because we're a B2C company, I mean, we're B2B2C and B2C, but because we have like end consumers, 
who can really listen to their feedback, talk to them. I myself talk to two or three clients per week, right? Just to learn about their experience and get ideas on what we could build tomorrow. And because of that, so we constantly refine our backlog of like uh, product deliveries based on user feedback and also align with the bigger strategy of like what we want to prove uh, at each stage of the company uh, uh, life. So um, that's how we do it. We have got like honestly like a, an amazing product uh, and tech team who really like uh, uh, lives by this uh, agile and uh, fast iteration methodology. And I think one of the key here is to be okay with mistakes or okay with failures, right? You know, like sometimes we test things Sometimes it's like very bad, but yeah, that's fine. Okay, we just like test it with a few clients. Feedback is bad. Okay, let's move on. Or let's, pro usually it's not a bad idea. It's just not the right spin to it. So, okay, it's about like spinning it again to make it great. Uh, it's, yeah, it's rare to have like bad ideas. It's usually more like the, um, how you implement it and how it feels for the end user. Hmm. That's fantastic. And um, yeah, it's certainly, um, certainly interesting to hear the, the methodologies that you're using um, I'm interested to know, kind of shifting gears here a little bit to talk about your journey, your career journey. So you, you kind of mentioned you have a consulting background. I do believe you, you did mergers and acquisitions as well. I'd love to understand, like, what was your journey to becoming a tech founder? Like, how did you, how did you end up where you are today? I think for as far as I can remember, I always knew that I was made uh, to launch a tech company. Even as a small kid, I remember myself telling this to my family, to everyone and bothering people with it. So I had it in me, I've always had it in me. My journey is that I felt that I needed time to learn about the world before launching my business. I'm not saying this is what everyone should do, but I would have been incapable, I think, of doing it when I was like uh, in my early 20s. Or, you know, like maybe I could and maybe we will never know, right? But I think for me, my path is that I really wanted to uh, learn about the world, learn about, yeah, like finance, learn about, about business, about technology, about data, about like so many topics. And then, you know, like uh, after, like, uh, so I think I've been an employee for something like nine years or something like this. And after nine years, I felt it was the time, right? I felt, okay, look, I'm not learning that much anymore. Now is the time to do my own thing and I feel ready. It's my path. I'm not saying it should be you, it should be anyone's, but yeah, like me, I'm, um, I'm, I'm happy about this move, you know, to learn. Uh, so I, so, so um, I'm an engineer, but I started my career in finance, so uh, mergers and acquisitions learn in one year, I think most of what you have to learn about like finance and raising money and mergers, etc. Honestly, like I think it was enough. Then consulting to learn about so many industries, about strategy, about operations, about yeah, like how you can run a business at scale. Uh, and then of course, launching uh, your own startup is completely different. So then I, I had to start uh, learning many things. But looking at, so now, you know, we have like about 60 employees. I feel that everything that I have learned had a meaning, right? And is helpful to me today. Uh, so yeah, honestly, I, I would uh, I would not change it. I think yeah, like for me, it was the right path. So I, I really want to. I'm I'm curious about that. Like I'm super interested in what you just talked about. How you kind of got different things that are useful to you today, but then you you also say that the experience of of being a tech founder is is quite different than all those things. Yeah. How how what what unique skills and experiences from your time doing mergers and acquisition and consulting specifically yeah. do you find yeah. helpful as a tech founder? Yeah. Before I answer your question, I will tell you what is the magic recipe of Propiro and what was the defining moment of Propiro. So it's actually the pair that I formed with my co-founder Pablo. 
So Pablo is the opposite of me. He has been doing startups his entire life. His previous startup, he bootstrapped it from zero to over 300 employees in 20 countries, like fully bootstrapped uh, for, for during the eight years before Propiro. So this guy is a really like a tech founder uh, at heart. Uh, and me, of course, I had like this uh, corporate background. And in short, I think I am kind of like the uh, strategy organization uh, planning and making things organized guy. And he's like the craziness making things happen guy. And I think it's a combination of the two that really is magic. And I think it's like, it was the defining moment for Propiro to partner together. So to your question, I think that my path in finance and consulting taught me, I think the first thing is language and how to speak to VCs, PEs, CEOs and corporate people. You know, I speak their language and every time I enter a room with these guys, I know how to talk to them. I know how to present slides. I know how, how to, uh, to talk to these people, right? On the contrary, I am sometimes so bad with uh, some of our operational partners. And this is where Pablo comes in because he knows how to talk to like uh, a local property manager in Perth, right? So he will be so much better than me at just making a partnership happen. So I think yeah, language is a big thing. Then I think yeah, on the um, finance side, I mean, we are very fortunate uh, that our investors are just like amazing, honest people. Uh, I think that uh, still it was good for me to know all the tips and tricks on yeah, like uh, how to raise money, how to read uh, contracts and how to, to do that. And then on the consulting part, really like, I mean, I know how to form a strategy. I know how to decompose a problem and just like build a plan to make things happen, right? However, this is only the first part of the thing, then execution is everything. And this is where Pablo comes in, kind of. For those of those people listening to me uh, on this podcast and uh, like who are in consulting, guys, you are, you are learning amazing skills. The only gap that you may be missing, uh, that I was missing at first was, okay, how do you go from like a, a beautiful, perfect plan to making things happen? And I think so this is what I learned as a founder. And I'm so glad I did because it's just so much fun. That's that's such a great answer and so many uh, just just nuggets of wisdom and, and advice in there that I think our listeners will really find useful. Um, certainly people coming from a consulting background, but just people thinking one day that they want to be a tech founder, start their own business, how they can apply what they're learning today to um, you know, to, to help them in the future. So that's, that's super amazing. Before we move forward and talk a little bit about, um, your team and your culture, what advice would you give to your younger self? Like, so now you've been through M&A, you've been through consulting, tech found up, a tech, tech founder, like what advice would you go back and tell yourself today as a, you know, a little boy? Uh, it's a philosophical thing, but, uh, I made so many mistakes and some that I, that were like extremely painful, but I feel they were all necessary in my life, in my path throughout the years. And if I had given my, my younger self any advice, maybe I would have not made those mistakes, but then I would have learned it differently after that. So I'm sorry, not answering your, your, your question, but I feel that it's okay and it's actually critical to make mistakes. Uh, and to be like extremely personal there, I think I didn't make any mistake during my first 32 years, you know, like I did kind of like the perfect path, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, for, for my education, for my relationships, for my, and then over the past few years, I have made so many mistakes, but I think they have made me a better person. And I had to go through that to be better. 
And so, you know, like, uh, well, look, I can give you advice. Look, uh, looking back, yes, I could have spent more time with my family and work less. I could have started my company earlier. I could have hired the right people uh, earlier on. I could have focused more on team training. But actually, these you have to make these mistakes to learn. And so, you know, like, uh, I think, okay, guys, just like make as many mistakes as you can. And, you know, we have this cultural thing at Prop Hero, which is like zero ego, right? So zero ego in the team. And as a fact, last night, one of my most recent employees, we just hired this person and told me, hey, Michael, look, you said this during this meeting, this demotivated me, right? And I took it, I said, look, thank you for feeling enough trust and confidence to tell me this, right? I took the feedback and I, th I think I changed. I think I, I'm better this morning than last night. You know, like, so I think, yeah, like the only thing is be okay with your mistakes and don't have the ego because ego is just another word for stupidity. And okay, just be okay. We are all humans. We, we all make mistakes. So much value in the last two minutes, uh, <laughs> Michael. This is incredible. Really, really amazing. Um, you started talking a little bit about your team. Uh, I'm just thinking your background, your experiences would certainly lend itself to building a business with an innovative and a very passionate environment. And I, and I get that from you. Like I, I pick up your passion and your excitement and 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 just the energy that you bring. But I know that growth can be hard, and I know that growth can be painful. I wonder, how do you maintain a positive and productive culture while you're going through so much, you know, amazing growth? This is super tough. <laughs> this is super tough. Just to give you an idea. So we grow between 20 and 30% each month. And I don't know if it sounds much to people listening, but basically you're doubling every three months and doubling meaning that, okay, like uh, after six months, you're four times bigger, but four times bigger, the problems are not four times bigger. The problems are 40 times bigger, right? And so uh, it is indeed uh, difficult because then you have to both grow, but also build the engine to make the growth sustainable. Plus, because you want to launch new things like new product, new service lines, new verticals to your business, most people feel uncomfortable because exponential is not how the human brain, brain works, right? We all think linear and exponential is not how the human brain works. It's just like period. And so you just have to accept actually yesterday we had our monthly call. I was, I was saying, if you're feeling comfortable, it may be a problem, right? You have to feel imbalanced all the time and that's okay. And everything is going to be all right. As a fact, our first ever employee uh, at Propiro, so uh, we started only like Pablo and myself, so two people, and our first ever employee, Carla, was head of people and culture, and she's still there, right? So she, and because we thought, well, we have these big dreams about Propiro, the number one challenge will be that if it works well, high growth will be super tough. And so culture will be everything. And so employee number one was head of people and culture, which I know may sound weird. Uh, and yeah, and we're trying to make this imbalance and this disequilibrium feel okay for our people and make them feel okay about making mistakes, about having problems all the time, about having things like not working or not working well or having to be improved. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really part of this culture to feel this imbalance uh, and to be okay with it and just to actually be grateful about it because I think this is just so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really amazing. Um, and, and I do hear you on that imbalance piece and, and making that feel normal. Thinking about 
your employees and the team that you're building, I wonder, um, so before I, I say this, on the Sprint Heart Iterate Fast podcast, we're always looking to create a shadow opportunity. Like we want to say, you know, highlight the people who have made an impact in our companies. And so I wonder, is there an employee or a team that you'd want to um, highlight today that's made, you know, a key contribution in shaping company culture or perhaps driving growth? So uh, let me give you like one example, actually, from the past few days. We hired a back office guy in Indonesia to, you know, like uh, do uh, checks and auditing things, etc. And we hired this guy like six months ago. And over the past six months, he started a passion for improving our back end, our actual tool. So he learned by himself how to like code and how to um, uh, automate processes and how to improve how our internal like own created CRM works to like make it better for the team and the clients. Over the past six months, he has been doing this in addition to his day-to-day job of doing back office. Last week, we promoted him to join our tech team to become a full-time developer. So it's not like a company growth per se, but so we shared this story to the full team during our monthly call yesterday with like all our 60 employees saying that I think that you know, like sometimes people are too much defined by their past choices, career choices, studies, whatever. And I think it's a shame that what you decided or what people have decided for you in your early 20s have to define your, the rest of your career. And I think that the growth is not only about growing revenue, it's about, about growing yourself. And if you have a passion for something, make it happen. Right. And making it happen just is about like, just like, okay, like uh, knocking at the door. And so this guy, back office guy in, in Indonesia, two weeks ago, slacked me, say, Hey, Michael, can we have a quick chat? I would need to, uh, I would need to tell you something. And we just, okay, he told me about his dreams. Okay. And we, we made it happen. Right. And so I think whatever you're doing right now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you feel that you are not fulfilling your passion, just like break doors or knock on the door, but maybe you will have to break doors, but it's possible, right? Like, honestly, it's possible, right? Uh, so this guy was doing back office, now he's in tech. I was an employee, now I'm fulfilling my dream. You, of course, are making this such cool podcast, and I'm sure you had a similar journey to like start this, even though it, was, it must have been so scary at first. Yeah, like, I mean, fulfilling your passion is sometimes scary, but you can do it, right? It's, uh, but just find the door and knock, knock on the door or break it, but there is a way. Such, such great advice and, and, and great wisdom from someone who's, who's actually done it. And I think our listeners will find that super valuable um, to, to just go out, you know, whatever you're passionate about, go out and, and knock on the door and, and, and make it happen. Um, that's really, really incredible. I, I wonder for people who might be interested, you guys are, are growing quite a bit. They might be interested in working at Prop Hero. I wonder, are there any unique or unconventional benefits that you might offer your employees? Uh, so as part of our people and culture work, we truly want to make people feel that they are like in a special place, like truly. Uh, so there are like many things. I think that culture is maybe intangible, but it's all the small signals. So we organize like team events all the time. We organize team trips. So actually our Australia team is in Perth right now. Uh, to celebrate a few things. Uh, we are sending some of our team members to Indonesia also like, you know, like uh, not really to work, but also to, uh, to enjoy. Um, we make people like we are, we have like this career path where actually you can make your own career. So it's not a path, it's a career 
world of possibilities. In terms of salary, my view is that you should over, actually overpaying people is underpaying them because if you overpay people and make them feel so happy, you have great people staying and then actually they deliver so much more. So, so we pay, I think, much more than, than, than most startups, but I think it's not like that special. I think that the real perks is that I truly believe that 100% of our people feel they are in a special place and they are lucky to be part of something that is growing so fast and where they have so many opportunities. You know, I'm sorry, it's very intangible. It's not a perk per se, but we truly believe that we are all, including myself, that we are so lucky to be there, right? And we are so lucky that no one thought about launching Propiero before Propiero, right? <laughs> I still don't know why, but, but somehow no one did it before. And uh, yeah, so I think yeah, there is, a, and then it's about, yeah, like, um, the perk is also, again, intangible, but I think intangible matters more. So we are a value-oriented company, and the first two values of Propiero are honesty and transparency. We only hire good people. And I think that when you surround yourself with good people, you have this good karma around yourself uh, that just, I don't know, that creates the magic. I know it's not a perk. I know it's not your typical answer, and I'm sorry about this. But I think like hiring good people and promoting being good people, so uh, following our values, just make everything happen. And then, yes, yes, you will have like uh, free trips and free parties and uh, growth in salaries and bonuses. Oh, yeah, okay. Actually, we give uh, shares to everyone. Every single employee has shares. Uh, again, I didn't even thought about it because, you know, like, uh, but again, because you are all part of the journey. But yes, yeah, so as a fact, 100% of, even if you are uh, doing back office in Indonesia, just taking this example again, you get shares. Like 100, everywhere, whatever your role, whatever your location, whatever your salary, you're getting shares. That's fantastic. And and I love that that you forgot. Like, <laughs> I actually genuinely love that you forgot. Like, oh yeah, we give shares away. It's like, that's like an afterthought, but but what what really comes through is the passion about the culture and the yeah. connection and the belonging and the environment that you guys are creating that that sounds like like a fantastic you know really exciting ride a really exciting journey to be on um super super excited to hear about that and hear your story and all the work that you guys are doing at prop hero as we close i always like to ask my guests for three pieces of advice that you would have for anyone that wants to apply and work for prop hero what would you tell them uh, so look, one, as I was mentioning, you have to be a good person and you know, like uh, they're just like not negotiable. So look, if you, f if you know inside, okay, like uh, honesty, transparency, um, entrepreneurship, like if you don't, uh, our values are on our website. If you don't live by this, it's completely fine, but just kidding, you will not fit with us. Um, two is that you really have to believe in your heart that we are making something good and that we are changing uh, the industry. And I think like, you know, like uh, it's not only for us, it's also for you, right? You, you, it's okay if, I mean, yeah, you, you have to believe that indeed we are making something special here. And three, what I think that you, you have to have a passion for something and want to bring this passion to prop hero. I mentioned this guy about like uh, how he became like a, like a developer for us. Uh, it can be anything, product, marketing, sales, operations, customer experience, uh, 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 being a developer, being a data scientist, like anything, but yeah, bring your passion and see how you can align your passion with our vision of like what we want to build for Propuro. And I think if you can bring these three things, I'm sure we have a spot for you. Michael Roger, fantastic. 
dropping gems and nuggets of wisdom and advice. There's so much here. Um, if you're listening, uh, hopefully you, you've gotten some amazing things to take forward in, in your career and in how you develop your career and, and also what you should be looking for when you're thinking about working for some really innovative, cool tech companies like this this guy's passion, this guy's energy is electric. I find myself, Michael, wanting to join. How do I <laughs> sign up? How do I be a part of Prop Hero? In fact, I, I've, 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 I've gone and done my research and I've thought, you know what? I'm actually going to use that. Like, this is amazing. The, the stuff you guys are doing is amazing. I love the company you're building. I love your passion. I love your energy. And uh, I wish you guys all the best. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, on to mate. the Sprint Heart Iterate Fast podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast. You can find this episode's show notes and additional resources on www.beakerandflint.com. As a bonus, for the first 100 people to subscribe and leave a review, I'm giving away copies of my new book, Scale Up Culture. Scale Up Culture will give you a leg up in your career by showing you how fast growing tech companies are building their teams. Stay tuned for more episodes on Melbourne's Tech Mavericks, 10 companies shaking up their industries in 2023.